Hello, you guys. How are you? I, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys are doing amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to another episode. Um, so I have to be honest with you guys. I feeling, you know, so much better. I am trying to rebuild my business back up for those that are following me over on Instagram and over on TikTok. You guys know where I'm at. If you guys are not following me there, make sure that you do. Um, I've been sharing a lot on behind the scenes of rebuilding my business and the why and all that stuff. And I hope to do a podcast episode on that as well, a little bit more detailed. Um, so I have to be honest, um, you know, I feel like I was starting to get busy, meaning like, you know, I was had to sell, I was shipping things and, you know, I was just being busy. And usually I record po uh, my podcast episodes on Wednesdays. I edit them and then they're uploaded by Thursday. And yesterday I was just busy. So I just didn't get a chance to record the podcast episode. And today was, um, I just have other things to do. And I was like, and also felt like I want to talk about something else. Like I want to talk about, you know, me rebuilding the business, um, talk about where I'm at, you know, just, you know, talk about that too. And so all, all this thoughts were in my head and God was like, no, no, um, this is what you do. You know, you get busy and you just get sidetracked and you get distracted and you don't address the things that need to get addressed and you suppress them. And that's why you don't heal because you continue to do this. Um, just, you know, just getting busy and next thing you know, all that stuff that you are pressing down, it just pops back up again. Um, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I hear you. Um, so here I am, you know, listening. Um, so once again, the last two episodes were, you know, scary for me to do. Um, and this one, I feel it even scarier. And I think that's why I also was kind of like, mm, maybe we should talk about something else. Like maybe I'll come back to this. Um, but we're, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. So the last episode where I left off, it was basically um, ending a relationship that I had been in for eight to 10 years, I want to say. Um, just very bad. I tried to leave, right? And it just, I stayed for too long. Like it stayed for too long. And um so that and that relationship ended in 2010 and within the month you guys within the month i got into another relationship where i started to date and then it became a relationship and i met this person through a mutual friend and um it was i knew from the beginning that i shouldn't you know get into a relationship so soon especially after being in a relationship for so long and not a healthy one and just being very unhappy. I knew deep down inside that this was not the right thing to do. Um, but I didn't listen. I, I still dated the person and I still got into the relationship um, knowing that it wasn't going to be good for me. Even from the beginning, like from the beginning before I um, saw how he was in his true colors, I pit of my stomach told me this is not good this is not good but I didn't listen and you know at the very beginning of the relationship it was just very beautiful um he treated me like no one has ever treated me um he supplied a, a lot of the stuff that I needed um you know the feeling of 
feeling wanted and feeling beautiful and feeling priceless and feeling just like a princess. It was a just a, a feeling of like, man, like this is like my my prince charming. This is like who God sent to come and rescue me. Um, it felt like that for quite some time. And I don't know, you know, how many months, a lot of the stuff that I that I will share, it's a blur. And I do want to say that once again, I do have my notes um, because it is um, a story, I want to say, uh, for just another 10 years. So there's going to be a lot of skipping parts and just a lot of things that I don't remember, but I'm going to do my best to share as much as I can. Um, so I don't know how much time had passed um, when God told me clearly, he clearly told me, he is not the one for you. Like he's not the one for you. Like you need to leave now. You need to leave now. And I remember, I remember him telling me that. And I remember trying to end the relationship, uh, trying to just walk away and he wouldn't let me go. Um, he just didn't want to end the relationship. And being the way I am and the way I, if you guys have listened to the other two episodes, um, you'll understand, you know, just who I am as a person. And I, I just, it felt easier to just stay um, because it was hard to leave. Like he made it very hard to leave. So I, I, just, I just stayed. And um, even from the beginning, there was red flags. Um, but once again, now I know that there were red flags back then. I, I feel like I saw them and I'm like, well, that's not good. And I would try to talk to him about it and nothing would change. But he wouldn't let me go. Like he wouldn't let me walk away from the relationship. Um, he was really good to my kids. He treated them good. He just, you know... He was just like this Prince Charming. Um, he would take us out a lot. He would, you know, just buy me gifts, um, all sorts of stuff. And he also had a, a son at that time. And it was just, it was good. Like, it, it felt good. But like I said, there was some red flags that I ignored. There was like already within... The year, there was a lot of, I want to say, where I would find out that he was, like, talking to someone. When he was confronted about it, he would just, once again, kind of invalidate my feelings, uh, minimize them, you know, basically gaslight me. Just kind of make me feel like I'm tripping. It's nothing type of thing. And this all sounds familiar, I know, from the other relationship. What can I say? <laughs> um, so... One of the first, and I'm like looking at my notes, okay? So if I look down a lot, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I was gonna just say one of the red flags and I'll tell it, I'll tell it to you guys right now. Um, but you know, when I think back of all of, of all of this and basically that first year of that relationship, it was, um, it was always that feeling of he made me feel wanted he made me feel special he made me feel beautiful he made me feel like no one has ever done before and when you're coming from 
an environment, a, a place that you are not really shown that or you were not given that, when somebody else comes and gives you, you know, what you think is the best, you just attach right away. And I did that with my first relationship and I did that with my second. Um, at this, at that time, I didn't know what I was doing. I can look back now and, and admit that and say that. And it's pretty sad, you know, saying it out loud that I got into relationships and even, even probably even friendships that just because it made me feel good, that was it. Like it made me feel good. And and it just it was a reason to stay no matter what, you know. Um, so going back to the red flag, one of the biggest red flags that I saw and that should have been my key to to run was I remember uh, basically going to his house. Um, I think it was one of the first times maybe going to his house and seeing that I think I knew. I, I'm pretty sure I knew. I knew. Um that his baby mama still lived there um, in one of the back little rooms that they had in the property. And I remember going to his house one time and seeing her there. And it was kind of like I knew that she lived there. But seeing her was something like weird. Like, I mean, I know you guys are like, oh my God, dinner. Oh, really? I know. I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> um, and that should have been, that should have been my, like, I, sh I should have run that day. Like, I should have just, okay, yeah, I'm out. Like, I ain't doing this. But I didn't. Um, and now that I have brought her up, I just want to say that although she will be mentioned, um, I will not be talking too, too much about her because it's not about her. It's just about me and my relationship with him. But she has to do a lot with it, so she will be mentioned, but I'm not here to... to talk on her um because that's not the point of this podcast episode okay so there was cheating involved there was cheating involved from the beginning um she didn't like me from the very beginning without even getting to know me and I feel like you know looking back it's probably because she was trying to protect her son um from just the patterns that he had seen and she had seen of the way he was you know, with girlfriends and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm just, you know, another person he's bringing to the picture. And, you know, um, now I can say that. But back back then, I didn't understand. I was just like, you know, it kind of just made sense with the story he was telling me, which was, you know, and I, I don't want to say what he said about her because it's just ugly things. Um, but, you know, story short is like, he made it seem like he despite her, despite, is that a word? Despised her? I wanted to say hated her, but I wanted to use another word. <laughs> um, you know, we all know. If you guys have like baby daddy, baby mama, like, you know, like baby daddy sometimes make the baby mamas sound like they're just cuckoo, you know? So that's basically this picture that I had. And I didn't understand why she didn't like me because she didn't know me. You know, I was just, and so there was just a lot of, drama behind that and um there was a lot of points where she would basically try to tell me that he was being unfaithful and he was cheating on cheating on me with her 
Um, and basically it was a lot of when he would make her upset, she would basically reach out to me and try to tell me things. And because I had this picture of how she was, part of me believed her. And part of me was like, well, maybe she's just, you know, cuckoo. <laughs> um, so, but imagine carrying all of that, like thinking about it all the time, being in a relationship with someone that, you know, it, it just, I know, it, it's like saying out loud sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed, you know, I'm embarrassed. Um, but this is my story and I feel like a lot of people go through it and that's what I'm talking about it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it. Um, so... Within the year, within the year, I ended up getting pregnant and it just happened fast. And, um, he, he wanted me to have a kid really, really bad. Um, and now I can say it was, you know, it's just a way of keeping you there. Um, and just, it's just, that's what it was. Um, but this entire time, you guys, it wasn't like I was getting treated. Okay, I know it's going to sound bad, but hear me out. Hear me out. It wasn't that I was getting treated bad. You know, it wasn't like, you know, yes, there was cheating, of course. But it's like he's he would cater to me. You know, he would drop anything to do anything for me. Um, and that's something that I had never experienced. Um, and it's kind of the stuff you see in like, movies and novellas and you know they're just there to like rescue you and that's how he was towards me the entire time even I want to say till this day he's still like that uh, where he caters to me and um so when you have someone like that it's very hard for you to imagine them backstabbing you because in that moment they're treating you so good like so good that you're just like you don't understand like how are you backstabbing me um when I'm not looking like it's something that you just can't comprehend um so when I was pregnant um he treated me good like he called me beautiful he you know that type of thing that you I'm telling you stuff that you hear in the movies and stuff where it's like, you know, I'm wearing sweats and no makeup. And that's when he's like telling me like, you're so beautiful. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not like even dressed up. And he's like, this is how you look beautiful. And um, when I would dress up, I felt like I didn't get those compliments. Like, which is at that time was so weird to me. And I have a theory on that, but whatever. <laughs> um yeah, it was just that type of thing, you guys. And when I even see, like, videos and, like, memes and stuff like that, if he's not texting you good morning, beautiful, every morning, he's not the one. And I'm like, mm, because I would get those texts. I would, I would, he was that type of person. Like, he would text me every morning, you know, with good morning, beautiful emojis and always thinking of you. And, you know, like, I got all of that. Like, I got all of that. And that didn't make it a good relationship. So, that's that's not it um so I was pregnant and this entire time that I was pregnant um there was still a lot of like you know I guess uh, rumors that I was being cheated on and um even girls even not just his baby mama there was other girls that I would hear from um and 
I, if you guys remember my story with my other relationship and how I would try to like hide the pregnancy and then I carry so much mom guilt because I felt like I didn't enjoy my pregnancy. Well, I had learned a lot from that and I would not do this to this baby. Um, I was like, I'm going to stay positive through it all. I'm going to just focus on the baby and that's it. Like nothing else matters. Like I'm just going to, you know, I wanted to bring a happy baby into the world. I wanted the baby to feel loved. I wanted to feel like, you know, just positive, positive because I just, I, ha I had learned my lesson. The baby has no fault. You know, this is the consequences of my choices, um, you know, so on, so on. So I enjoyed my pregnancy, like 100% I enjoyed it. I was, you know, at first, when I first found out, there was a lot of like, I, I was scared because I already had two kids. Now I have another kid with another person. And then I was going to have like my kids with different last names. You're going to have two baby daddies, like all of that stuff was sitting here. But then I was just like, no, like we're, we're going through this. We're going to do this. We're, you know, and I enjoyed my pregnancy. And um, Emma was born in February. So she was a February baby. And when I was nine months pregnant in January, it was, uh, I got a message basically saying like, once again, um, I have proof that he's cheating on you, you know, stuff and stuff, you know, and this was with his baby mama. And I remember like going to her house and like, you know, seeing the messages and, you know, just seeing what he wrote and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I had confirmed it that he was like, you know, he was cheating. And that next day I gave birth. I remember that. Like the next day I gave birth and it was, it sucked. It sucked, you know, finding out, even though there was rumors and all that stuff, it's different when the evidence is in your face type of thing. It's kind of just, just validates everything basically. And I still try to stay positive and try to enjoy my, my, you know, the day I gave birth, um, as happy as I could. Um, uh, but it still sucked. It, it sucked a lot. And I, this is just, I feel like that's one of the moments that, um, I feel like it started where he's really good at ruining special moments. Um, he did it with Emma's first birthday too. Like literally around her birthday time, it's like I found out that he was cheating again. There's a lot of cheating, like a lot, like nonstop, probably the entire time. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of moments like that where he ruined, where I feel like it should have been the happiest time of my life, where I should have been enjoying it the most. And I couldn't because there was just this other side that I was dealing with infidelity, um, you know, and just, it does a number on you. It really, really does. Like you just like, um, okay. So that was in January, right? Emma was born in February and I want to say within, Emma was probably a month old, maybe. I don't remember the times, but, um, I got another message. Um, and basically it was an indirect message trying to tell me that, um, she was expecting and, um, when he was confronted with, is she pregnant? You know, is she's, are you going to have another kid with her? He denied it at first. And then 
afterwards it turned into like well I don't know if it's mine you know so on so on and to get cheated on while you're pregnant that is like another it's it hits different like once again it's you're carrying a child and I don't know it's it it took me years you guys years to heal from that from that backstab because it was a backstab really really bad um and it hurt a lot and um so he ended up having another kid with her and Emma and her brother they're the same age and you know like I said it took me a long time to to heal from it because it was just a really big backstab to me and yeah it it sucked I, I am finally can say that I am just in a better place but for a long time I did carry that that trauma because it is trauma um a huge huge trauma to get done like that um and I wish that I can say like that was it you know like he learned his lesson and I learned my lesson and I like walked away and I was you know like no that was only within the first year and a half that I was with him <laughs> I still have like nine years to go <laughs> And I laugh at myself, but it's really not funny. It's pretty sad, honestly. Um, so I'm like skipping through my notes because I already talked through a lot. Um, so I tried to leave, you guys. I really did try to leave. And a lot of people um, thought I was crazy. Like crazy for still staying with him. Like, oh my God, Denera, like you've been through so much. And and I feel like he didn't want to talk about him having another child. And of course, it's not something that I would bring up, but it was obvious to the people that were in the circle that knew um, that he had another kid within nine months, you know? Um, and I, you know, so people probably like, damn, Denera, you're going to stay through that? Like, you're going to stay with him? But it wasn't because... I wanted to stay it was just impossible to leave like it was um a lot of threats that were done to me um and some were super ugly and just super scary and I just don't even want to mention them um but it was scary like I was I was scared for my life sometimes and um going to the cops was I felt paralyzed once again. I felt like I can't do it. Like I can't call the cops. And I didn't want to tell my family about it because I didn't want the drama. I just didn't want like no one, no one, no one knowing basically. So I tried to just deal with it by myself. Um, And, but there was a lot of drama. Like there was a lot of like showing up to my house in the middle of the night. Um, it, it, It was... The same thing, like kind of not the same thing because this was, I feel, worse than what I had experienced in the past. Um, but it was a lot of like, you know, going on to, I already at this time, I already had my business. So he would go like onto my Instagram and post a lot of things, like do like say things in the comments and, you know, like I would block him and then he would like, you know, it was just stuff like that. Um, threats of like posting certain things about me. Um it was, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. 
And I went through that for quite some time. Like it was years of cheating, years of me trying to leave and I couldn't leave. Like I couldn't walk away. It was something that I felt so chained to, like so, so chained um, that no matter how hard I tried, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I feel like I disconnected myself from him, meaning like I just, I was numb. Like I was just going with the flow. Um, and I felt like he, that hurt him more that I was kind of just going with the flow. Like he didn't feel, I, I honestly can say now that I didn't love him. Like I didn't love him. It was just a feeling of the way he made me feel at certain times. You know, because he he cheated the entire time. So, um, and it was just that feeling. And it makes me really sad that I want to say wasted 20 years of my life with people who I didn't even love. Like, it was not love. And I wasted so much of that time just to feel something, you know. And it's just, like I said, sad. It's sad that I went through that. And it's even sadder, you know, people that don't even realize it um, and stay in relationships for forever. Um, just one, because they can't walk away the way I felt like I couldn't walk away. Like I couldn't leave. And the other part is, you know, because of those moments where you do feel special and you do feel wanted and you do feel like a princess, that you stay for those little moments. Even though those moments are barely like 10% of the relationship and 90% is just, it sucks. You, you still stay for that 10%. So that's, it's sad, it's sad. And um, I, I can see that now and I can say that now, even saying it right now, it still takes, guts for me to say it out loud um yeah so and when I tried to leave and stuff um it was basically just keeping me around keeping me around um you know trying to tell me um you're mine no if no one else is gonna have you um you're not going to walk away. You're going to be my wife. Um, you know, all that type of things. And so I, I, like I said, went with the flow. And he knew that I was going just with the flow. And that made him even more insecure. Um, and there was just a lot of, like, jealousy with anybody who would, just a guy that would just show any type of, like, attention or to me he was on it like he was uh just making a lot of threats like i said um he was very good at calling me um you're so low-key you're so low-key you're so quiet low-key girls and quiet girls are the worst girls like you're probably doing all this stuff for, behind my back and it was it wasn't that. Of course, I knew it wasn't that, guys. But it's the stuff that he was doing. You know, it was his own conscience that made him believe that I was the one doing all that stuff. And he was very good at gaslighting me, um, making me feel like I'm crazy. 
you know, making me feel like maybe I'm the problem. Like maybe it's because I don't show enough love. Maybe because I'm not affectionate. Maybe because I got into this relationship too soon. Like maybe like I would question myself. Like maybe it's me, you know. And then there was times where I'm telling you, I thought it was me. So I would work really hard at being like a good girlfriend, like the best girlfriend. Like I would like show him love and I would show him attention. And I was like, you know, like, and in those moments, it's when I got cheated on. And that's something that it's really hard for me to understand because I'm like, at those times, it was hard for me to understand. Like, you know, I was like, I was being the best girlfriend that I could possibly be. And I and he was being so good to me. And then the next day he's cheating. Like, I'm like, I don't understand. So now to me, I have this like trauma of like when somebody's so good and somebody's so like, I feel like it doesn't mean nothing. Like it doesn't mean, mean nothing because behind your back, they can be doing so many things because that's what he did to me where I just thought everything was so good when it, when it wasn't. Um, and he was just just really really good at just painting this picture of perfection you know um he was kind of like kind of reminds me of a chameleon um where he can imprint very very well like you know when I met him you guys know how I am you know I believe in God and I just you know who I am and he basically he started to go to church with me he started to like you know he even got baptized like he started to just do everything that was aligned with what I wanted and that that feels amazing to have someone like that you know that is into everything you are but it was all just fake it was just fake just to just to get me you know just to get me there um, and let me look at my notes. Um, so, you know, after in 2019, I started to, um, see a life coach, which is basically like a therapist. That was my first time in a long time seeing a therapist. And this was 2019. It was, um, basically November, December, when I started to see her and I started to just talk about a lot of things. And at this time, you guys, um, we were on and off for a long time. And um, also throughout the years, he dated someone, he had a girlfriend. But even though he had a girlfriend, it was it things hadn't changed between us. Like it was still like I was there. Like it was still like I, w I was chained to that. Like I just it felt like that. It, it didn't feel like I was single and I was doing like whatever I wanted because it wasn't like he made sure to just keep me there. And so throughout the, the those years and stuff, I was like growing stronger. I was opening up my mind to so many more things. I was expanding myself. I was growing my business. I was like just getting a better mindset of things of not just how the business work but life generation um cycles uh generational curses like i was just getting braver and braver and more courageous and more courageous and i was just like filling up my my mind with so many no so much knowledge and 
I felt like I started to really just be able to pinpoint, you know, him. And I was uh, being able to identify, you know, certain uh, traits that he has. And I was just losing um, that fear that I had of walking away, the fear of, you know, just how scared I was to leave. Um, And... I realized that he's a narcissist and just like my dad. And they're a lot, a lot, a lot similar. Like a lot that is scary. I started to realize that in 2019 is when I really started to open my eyes. And I started to call him out and I started to just basically speak up for myself and just, you know, just tell him that I don't want to be in this no more. I just, I'm tired of it. I just want to walk away. I just, you know... And it the only difference um, from 2019 from the past times that I tried to leave is that this time I wasn't scared no more. Like I, I knew that he's not the type to let me go nice and quiet and like, okay, like, you know, let's break up, you know, like, no, I know how he is. I knew that it was going to be scary. And I know that it was going to be drama. I know that it was like this, this and that, like, because this is how it goes. But I was ready for it. I was like... I need to get out. Like, I need to, this is, it's affecting every aspect of my life, being with someone like that. It's weighing me down. Um, And I just didn't want to do it anymore. I feel like I was able to break free, um, but not 100%. Even, honestly, till this day, I feel like I am free. I'm able to do me. Um, But there's, 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 I still feel like there's this chain and I feel like um, we do have a daughter together so we do co-parent and um, but it's not that chain it's you know I just feel because I've been to myself like I've been focusing on myself and I just trying to just get better at things and just improve myself and just work on my business and stuff like that. Like I'm doing me and you know, that's it. But I have not gotten into a relationship. I haven't, you know, and, and for quite some time, I felt like I needed someone like I wanted to be with someone I feel like I romanticized a lot of a lot of things. Um, like and that's something that I did talk through like therapy about it um, because it's not normal. Um, and I just learned that I needed to be by myself. Like I need to be by myself because there's so much that I need to heal in order for me to attract someone good and attract someone that I want and someone that's going to be good to me. I need to be healed from all of this. And I still feel like I there's more healing to do. I definitely have healed a lot. So, so much me talking about all of this says a lot um so but because I've just been focused on me I feel like it it hasn't been a lot of drama you know um I don't I hope that it stays like that once I am ready to get into a relationship and you know all that stuff I hope that I don't know he's on to someone else um, and nothing huge happens or anything like that. I still have this feeling though. Um, and we do co-parent and, uh, Emma's a lot like me. We're, she's a lot like me. 
And I remember when I was little, my dad, I remember I was in elementary. My dad told me that I was going to suffer a lot because I can't say no. He's like, you're going to suffer a lot because you can't say no. And I don't remember what we're talking about. I just remember that sentence that he told me. And just uh, like two weeks ago, we were talking about certain things. And he told me like, you're a gold mine, Dinara. Like you're a gold mine. Anybody who comes in contact with you, they know that you're a gold mine. There's going to be people that are going to love you for it. There's going to be people that, you know, are going to appreciate you for it, who are just going to be like, you're this ray of sunshine in their life. And there's going to be people that are going to take advantage of that because you're a gold mine. And um, my dad, I, when he was telling me when I was younger that, you know, I'm going to suffer a lot because I can't say no. I feel like he hated me for being that way. Because he saw the way my mom is and how my mom can't say no either. But he took advantage of that. Like he took advantage of my mom. And to this day, he still continues to take advantage of her kindness. Um, so I feel like he saw me, you know, just just like her. And he knew that people were going to take advantage of me. And with Emma, um, Emma's a lot like me. Um, and he doesn't like it. Her dad doesn't like the way Emma is, um, because she's a lot like me, you know, like, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that. I know that. And I had told you guys from the beginning, um, somewhere in this podcast that, you know, people like us are needed in this world because this world is, can be very, very dark sometimes. And this world needs kind people. These, this world needs empaths like me, like Emma, like my mom. Um, we just got to learn how to put boundaries and, you know, so on, so on. I had talked about it. Um, so it's not a bad thing. But, you know, he sees it as a bad thing because he knows. Like, he knows the same way my dad told me when I was little. Like, the way you are, you need to, like, this, this, and that. And uh, it was because... He takes advantage of people like that. And, you know, so I am working with Emma a lot on advocating for herself with my kids. With I, I talk a lot about it. Advocating for yourself. Make sure you speak up. Don't be afraid. You know, this isn't that. And um, I talk a lot about it. I talk a lot about, like, just what has been passed on to us. You know, the way my mom is, the way I am, what I went through. Not everything. But just certain situations, like even things like, you know, just going to Starbucks and going to McDonald's and, you know, what I have shared with you guys. Um, so I am, you know, trying to speak up for myself, right? Advocate for myself, speak up. You know, this right here is a big thing that I'm doing. Um, it's breaking a generational curse of just staying quiet and just hush hush it and, you know, being afraid to talk about it. Um, so I'm definitely putting it into action. But I'm also letting my kids know, you know, what runs in our family and what, you know, how we can change that. Um, so, um, you know, co-parenting is, it's okay. Like, it's not, I feel like I kind of just do me. You know, I, I do me and 
he he's there for Emma. He texts her every day. Um, he shows up for her, her games, you know, practices, stuff like that. He's involved. Um, so, but I also just need her to know. Like, I need her to know um, just to to advocate for herself. That's all I can say. To advocate for herself. And um, I'm working really, really hard at it. And I just, I hope that if you're in a relationship like that, that you can, and not just like that, but a toxic relationship, just a relationship where you're unhappy, where it's just weighing you down. And the reason, you guys, that I am talking a lot about all of this stuff is because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, weighed me down. And when we're starting to run a business, when we want to like have these dreams and these goals and go to school and do all of that stuff, but deep down inside, you're carrying all of this, your environment is surrounded with people who are like this, um, who don't respect you, who put you down, who cheat on you, who betray you. Um, your business is not going to blossom. Those goals or dreams are not going to be at its full potential because you're carrying this weight around, you know? So we need to work through it. We need to let go of people like that because they're going to just keep us small. And I keep telling you guys, but it's the truth. Um, and, you know, I had a successful business and I'm going to get a successful business again. I'm going to work really hard at it. But, you know, when depression hit and stuff, I couldn't understand it. And it, it was... A lot of things. This is just some of the things that are that I've been carrying around and that I've been like just doing for people. Um, and once again, I told you guys like I'm just I'm done. I'm done staying quiet about it and just keeping it to myself because I'm scared of what the outcome is going to be, how people are going to react, how people are going to judge me, how people are going to talk about me, how people are going to not understand, you know, but. This is what I've been called to do. This is what I've been called to do. And that's coming from that guy up there. So if he's been, if he's calling me to do this, it's for a reason. And he's going to have my back. He's going to protect me. He's going to like just advocate for me. He's going to open doors for me. Um, so at the end of the day, that's who I need to start to listen to. Because when I listen to my own little head... I just make messes. I make huge, huge messes. And I just, you know, stay in things that I shouldn't. And, you know, he told me. He told me. He told me from the very beginning. Within like a month, he was telling me, Dinner, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. So if God's been telling you that that isn't for you, whatever situation you're in, if it's a friendship, a relationship, whatever it is, if he's been telling you and you know deep down inside that you shouldn't be in this relationship and you just feel stuck and you just feel like it's going to be so hard to leave. Like it's just, I have kids with this person. I have like, maybe it's like money. Maybe you live in a house. Where am I going to go? Like we, it's, yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be messy. And it's probably going to be a slow process if you have someone like this. Because for me, it's been a slow process trying to get out. Very, very slow. Um, and, but you need to, you need to, because you matter, you know, your kids, 
will be fine. Your kids will be fine. Um, you know, for me, as a child, living in an environment like that, I wish my mom would have left. I wish my mom would have just have the spirit of like, just be courageous and be brave and leave. But she couldn't. She couldn't leave. And she still can't leave. And, you know, with my own kids, I feel like they probably went through a lot too. Because imagine, and that's going to be another episode where I will talk a lot about the stuff I've learned and, you know, what my kids have gone through and just, you know, all of that. Because you're probably like, man, dinner, your kids are like, probably like, <laughs> you know. Um, but staying in those relationships would have been so much worse. So, so much worse. My kids are happy kids. My kids are okay. Um, there is still a lot of things that we need to work through as a family. There are certain things that, you know, just, you know, things happen. But I'm so glad that that I'm out. You know, I'm glad that they're not living through that. Um, because it's, it does a lot. You know, look at me. <laughs> uh, look at me. So I, I just refuse to do that to my kids. And so if you're telling yourself that, you need to stay in the relationship with the kids when it's really, really bad. Like, it's just toxic. It's not It's not the best thing for your kids. And I know it's, it's hard. And it's scary to walk away. And it seems impossible. And it seems like, you're, like you have this chain that is just attached to this person. And it's so thick. And it's so heavy. And it's just... It just feels impossible. Like you try to break it. For a long time, I felt like I was sawing and sawing and sawing. And I was just like, come on, like, come on, like, please, like, I want to like break free. And I just couldn't. Like, I felt like I couldn't. And it's not impossible. Like, it's not impossible. Don't waste another year of your life being with someone who is toxic. Um, who's narcissist who disrespects you you know people like that are not going to change people like that don't truly love you and it's not our responsibility to change them you know for me I felt like I was going to be the exception you know I knew that he had this past relationships with people and he, you know he made it seem like they were crazy they're crazy people and I'm like I'm not crazy like I'm not crazy you know um Maybe it's going to change because I'm a different person than they were, you know. And it, I fooled myself. That wasn't true. And another thing that I forgot to mention is, like, these people, um, you know, when I was a kid, my dad treated me like I was this trophy child. You know, I was the good kid. I got good grades. And I was calm. And I was, like, even to this day, you know, me having the business that I had, like, he he's he wants to show that off you know he's proud to have someone like me so I was this trophy child and in this relationship I felt like I was the trophy wife the trophy girlfriend you know I you know a girl that stays home that just you know works on her business a girl that you know stays home with the kids and doesn't go out to party doesn't go out to like clubs I just stays to myself I go to church I you know like it, it's just all that kind of stuff that you feel like it's the perfect woman you know and I feel like that's what he saw and that's why he refuses to lose that because it seems like the per I'm the perfect person um 
And I don't say that to like to my horn or to be like, you know, I'm perfect, you guys. No, I'm, I've said this so many times. I'm not perfect. I have many, many flaws. But I feel like that's the way they see. He saw me the way my dad saw me. And that's not good. That's not good. Um, you don't want someone to see you as a trophy that is just to show off to people. But the thing is that they don't even know how to treat the trophy. You know, they just, they treat it like crap. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up, you guys. Um, and I wish that I had like a, just like a very end, I don't know, like, but I feel like I'm still, even though I feel it's been about three years that I've been out, out, I want to say out, out, but I'm telling you guys, it's been three years of me just focusing on myself, um, and just working on me and, the way I see it is like, he's like in hibernation mode, you know, he's keeping to himself too, but I don't know. I don't know if things are going to change. Meaning like once, you know, I get into a relationship and I'm ready to get into a relationship, I don't know if the hibernation is going to be over or if I'm really out, out and I'm good to go, but there's a feeling there that I'm not. That I'm not completely 100% like out. Um, and yeah. Um, I just pray for you guys. You know, I pray for myself, but I pray for you guys. Um, to not let people like this weigh you down. Because um, it's not fair to live like that. I, I And I'll finish with this. Like I look at my mom and I just feel so bad for her. So, so bad. And it, it, I'm going to try not to get emotional because she gave so much of her to, to us, to her, to him. And I feel like she never got to experience true, true love, you know, to get, I feel like she didn't, like she didn't. And that makes me so, so sad for her that she has killed herself for us and for a person who didn't deserve her and although she knows that now she's still you know he's still here you know he's still living in this house um and so i feel like she's not free a hundred percent and i'm i hope that she gets to meet someone you know before she is is gone um but i'm like i i don't want that to happen to me like, I don't want that to be my, my story, you know, and I love my mom and I am so thankful for everything that she did for us. Um, but I know that this is what she would want me, you know, for me to learn from her and for me to have a different life, you know, and I need to do my part, you know, and even if it's scary and even though it's painful at times. I need to do my part because I deserve to be happy. You know, my kids deserve to be happy. They deserve to have someone, you know, who, um, you know, just have a mom who is just can smile, who, you know, has healed from a lot of things, who is brave, who is courageous. You know, they deserve that, you know, and I would... I think of, you know, 
what I want for them when they grow up and you know how they how do they how do I want them to see me and I want them to see me as a person who who's strong who did brave things who worked hard at healing who you know broke generational curses um that's what I want and I want them to have a better life than I did and in order for us you know we we say that as parents like we want our kids to have a better life but it starts with us like we need to do the work you know we need to change now it's not too late whatever your situation is it's not too late you need to start now um and for me it was just filling myself with just a lot of knowledge on toxic relationships how people are narcissist people like really filling up myself with so much knowledge and reading listening to podcasts watching youtube videos on all these type of subjects um and you start to see just life in a different way you start to see people in a different way i can spy i can spot a narcissist now like i can meet you and i already know like i'm like "Mm." because there's so many traits you know and um and that's because my dad is one emma's dad is one um and because i have a lot of knowledge on it um and basically just expose yourself to all of that first and you listening to this podcast like is one way to expose yourself to what's out there um and just keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it and even if it feels like you're sawing like I was like I felt like I was sawing and sawing it was just the chain wasn't breaking it will break like it will break just keep going just keep going keep fighting um take care of yourself be safe um if you need help you know don't be afraid to talk to someone um don't be afraid to go to the cops um, because it's something that I was scared of and just talking to anyone about it. Um, but it's scarier to, it's more expensive to keep it all in, you know, um, it just, it's way, way more expensive. You don't want that. Um, but yeah, you guys, I'll let you guys go. I'll finish with that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Um, we'll see what we talk about next time. Um, I kind of want to open up a little bit about where I'm at now after, just the way I'm feeling, I have clarity on a lot of things. On um, Before, when we, we were talking, I was just like, I don't know why I'm going through this. Like, I don't understand. Like, I just, you know, and I feel like I'm getting a lot, lot, just a lot of answers of why this, why I'm going through this uh, season. And I just want to talk about a lot of things that I'm learning about myself. And not just within myself, but regarding my business. Um, that because I slowed down so much, I'm able to just, um, basically be aware of all these things. So it's something that I do want to talk about. I'm not sure if that would be the next episode. Um, I'll see where God leads me, but, um, I'll see you guys in the next one. Okay. Take care and just thank you guys so, so much.